At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Chris. Uh, David O'Brien with The Athletic. How uh, how long have you been thinking about the possibility of playing for Atlanta? Is it something that you had uh, envisioned and hoped to do before your career was over? Uh, it actually all came by surprise. Um, you know, I wasn't really expecting anything. Was was just kind of excited to have a normal offseason for the first time in a while. Uh, you know, just enjoying kind of the baseball aspect of it. Um, and then just kind of out of the blue, got a phone call, and uh, as you guys know, everything kind of happened pretty quick. So, um, you know, here we are. If you were going to get traded, is this a good landing spot for you? A hundred percent. I've heard nothing but great things about the Braves, um, you know, organization, the, the guys on the team. Um, you know, I'm from the South, so Atlanta had a, you know, a big part of, you know, being, you know, fan growing up. And, um, you know, I still get to be close to home with spring training, and, and Atlanta's not too far. So um, this this worked out really well for me. Hey, Chris, uh, Justin Toscano with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Uh, welcome to Atlanta. Um, what did it mean to you? Um, after having a pretty good year last year, to have the organization give you the faith of, you know, a second guaranteed year. No, that's that's great. I, I definitely appreciate that. Um, you know, they're they put their faith and, and trust in me, and that that obviously makes me feel confident going forward, and and gives me a boost. Um, you know, not only going through spring training, but going through the year. Um, it also allows me to feel a little bit more comfortable, right? Like I'm going to be here for a couple of years, so I can kind of you know, get settled in and, and, um, you know, not really bounce around. I got, you know, I'm married, have three, three sons. So, um, you know, one and done's aren't really <laughs> too good for us. And then, uh, and then, uh, with those of us who have seen you from afar know how competitive you are. How did you stay positive from 20 to, to 22 when times got a little tough there? Um, you know, luckily I had a really good support system, uh, in Boston. I've said it time and time again. Um, 
you know, from the front office to the staff, uh, the training staff, the weight room staff, the coaching staff, everybody. I, I had a good support group then. Uh, you know, I leaned on them hard. Great teammates picking me up when I needed it. And, uh, you know, just not giving up. Keep going. You know, there's, there's really only one thing you can do. I, I say this to my kids all the time. You got two options. You can either do it or you can complain about it and do it. And uh, one of those is a lot easier, easier than the other. So, um, you know, appreciative of everybody I had through those times to get me here. Thanks. Chris, Allison, Mr. Angelo with WSB. What um, are you doing now this off season to kind of make sure that you are as healthy as you can be? And I guess, how are you feeling this off season? Uh, really good. Uh, like I said, this is the first time in, in quite a while I've been able to um, have a normal off season. I've been doing a lot of shoulder program, uh, a lot of long tossing, just a lot of baseball activity. Um, things that I know that are going to prepare me for uh, not only getting through spring training, but getting through the season and, and beyond. Uh, I just, I need reps. You know, it's the one thing I wasn't able to do for a long time was just play catch. And I just had to get my arm in throwing shape. And I've been able to do that this off season. Um, you know, luckily the, the Braves facility isn't too far from my house uh, in Florida. So uh, I actually came up here today, played some long toss through a bullpen and, um, you know, we're all systems to go. So I'm, I'm excited for that. You, uh, you had a, most of the entries you had have been kind of fluky things, uh, with, a, with the exception of Tommy John, obviously. The thing last year, they called it a stress reaction scapula. I'm assuming that's a stress fracture. Is there anything in particular that they think may have caused that? And how's that feeling? You mentioned doing strength, uh, shoulder strengthening work. Yeah, I just think, like I said, I, I just needed reps. I need to, the, the two things I need to do the most is stay on top of my shoulder program and throw. Um, you know, those were the two really important things for me coming into the off season was really getting some long toss in to get my arm in throwing shape and uh, staying on top of my shoulder program to keep it strong. Uh, even that is kind of a weird injury that, that you don't see it a whole lot. Um, you know, you know, since then, knock on wood, I haven't, you know, I haven't had any uh, any residual effects from that. So, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm I've just been enjoying a healthy off season, uh, you know, a normal off season and. You know, baseball, it's, it's, you know, I'm having fun doing this stuff again, and I, I'm enjoying that. Chris, Sean McAdam in Boston. How are you? Doing well. How are you doing? Good. Um, just wondering, you obviously have the ability to negate this trade with your 10-5 rights. Um, when Craig approached you, I was wondering if you could take us through your process a little bit about saying that you'd be willing to, to go to this, uh, you know, to, to go to Atlanta. And was any of it motivated uh, at your age, thinking that given how things have gone in Boston the last few years, that maybe you had a better chance of getting another ring in Atlanta than where you were? Um, yeah, I mean, there, there were obviously a lot of factors on this. And, uh, you know, again, I had to kind of work quick. So um, the biggest thing for me was, was yeah, I, I, I wanted to put myself and my family in a, in a good situation. And that, that meant not a lot of whole, not a whole lot of other places to go. You know, I wanted to be in Florida for spring training, and I wanted to play for a team that's good. You know, this Atlanta's had an unbelievable run. They have um, one of the best teams in in baseball, and um, you know, I was excited to to you know join them and, and do that. Uh, leaving Boston wasn't easy. You know, I've been there for a long time. It was you know second home to me. Um, you know, I do have a second home there actually. My family loved it. My, my kids loved it. My, and they treated my family, uh, the best. It was, it was great. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I felt like you know, I went through some really.
really tough times there, and they always had my back. And I, I felt like, you know, this was an opportunity to, to put me in a situation to help myself and to put them in a situation to help them too. You know, I, I felt like I kind of owed them something because, you know, the last few years haven't quite lived up to what I wanted to be. So, um, you know, it was, it was in favor of all parties. And, and um, like I said, I'm just excited to get this, uh, get this going in the Braves uniform. What do you think of this rotation you're joining with uh, Spencer Strider, obviously kind of a strikeout machine, uh, Max Freed and, and a 40-year-old Charlie Morton? What do you think about the makeup of that staff that you're joining, the, the rotation? Well, I gotta, I gotta talk to Charlie about that, that fountain youth he's sipping because he's, he's, <laughs> he's figured out a way to, to, to stay strong throughout. Um, you know, and, and Strider's one of the best pitchers in the game and Max is one of the best lefties in the game. I mean, we're very excited to, to, to hop on this staff and, and, you know, feed off each other and, and compete, um, you know, for another division and hopefully another world championship. Have you heard from any of them? Have any of them reached out or talked to you since they saw that you've joined? What have those conversations been like? Yeah, you know, just a lot of welcome to the team. Glad to have you. Um, you know, it's the holidays, so people are kind of busy. But, yeah, I've had, uh, you know, some guys reach out, some guys, with, you know, training staff. A lot, of, a lot of phone calls, a lot of text messages the last uh, week or so. But, uh, you know, it's all good. I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm excited for it and uh, looking forward to the opportunity. You said you grew up a Braves fan, so... What, how's it feel to finally be wearing the A for Atlanta? And just do you have any fond memories of growing up and watching them? Yeah, so actually, um, more of just a baseball fan growing up. My first autograph I got was from Trooper Jones. I went to a uh, went to a camp, uh, got a picture with my mom. I think I was like 12 years old, 13 years old. Um, you know, got a picture with him. He signed a baseball for us, and uh, it was great. And, you know, obviously, like I said, growing up in the South, this, this was kind of the team down here and, um, you know, rich in history. You look at some of the players that have come to this organization, uh, you know, shoot, even players are on this roster now. Um, it's exciting. It's a, it's got a buzz. It's, it's, you know, this A represents something and, you know, great fan base, beautiful ballpark. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of things that were very appetizing, obviously, to make this, make this thing come true. Alex Alex mentioned that uh, he really liked the clubhouse fit with you. When, when you were a younger guy, who were some of the most impactful veterans on you, and, and what are some of those lessons you remember that you, you still kind of hold close? Oh, man, I don't, I really, I don't have, we don't have enough time to get through all that. Um, I was very, very lucky early in my career uh, and throughout my entire career to have people uh, to lean on and learn from and yeah, I'm appreciative for all those guys. But if I, if I, I'm telling you, if I were to name all of them, I would not stop and we would be here for, for hours. <laughs> I talked to a couple of former uh, teammates of yours from the White Sox days who said, uh, who described you as a take no shit type player, fiery, but a great, one of the best teammates they'd ever been around. Has age changed you at all? Are you still that type of guy, uh, who will speak your mind and, and uh, speak for other players who maybe aren't as uh, who are reluctant to speak out, that kind of thing. Absolutely, I, you know, I'm not. I'd, I'd say I've probably picked my spots a little bit better. Um, you know, you live and you learn. But uh, yeah, I mean that that's that's part of what makes me who I'm, makes me who I am as a person and as a as a competitor. So um, you know, sometimes it can be a double edged sword. Sometimes your greatest uh, you know your greatest 
greatest value, your great, the greatest thing you have. It can also be a, a you know, deterrent sometimes, but um, you roll the punches. You live and you learn. And, uh, you know, I like to take up learn from some of the mistakes I've made and, and, you know, look back at some other times and, you know, I'll stand my ground on those. And, um, you know, again, I'm, I like to compete. I like being competitive and I don't think there's, uh, Sometimes that, that can rub people the wrong way, and it is what it is. You know, I'm, I, I want to win. Hey, Chris, how's it going? Lean in Boston. Hey, what's going on? Um, you, you mentioned about, like, trying to um, feel like you owed the Red Sox something. Was there a part of you, given that this was your first healthy offseason, that sort of wanted to see this all the way through and, um, you know, have that last year in Boston you could sort of, you know, show yourself a little bit more? Yeah, you know, into this offseason, that was the plan. You know, I was um, – I finished the year, finished the year, you know, relatively strong, strong, you know, a few, you know, decent starts together, um, you know, and just walking off that mound the last, you know, day of the year, knowing that I was healthy and going into a good off season, um, I was excited. You know, you guys know, you guys were there. Um, it was nothing short of a disaster the last few years there. You know, I'm not, I'm not shying away from it. You guys know me. I'm going to be honest. Um, and I was excited. I was like, you know what? I got one last go, and I'm gonna. I'm putting all my marbles. I'm putting everything on the table. I'm going for it. And um, you know, I didn't stop throwing. I kept throwing. I showed up to the facility. We're playing long toss. I mean, I've been throwing bullpens uh, since November. You know, I haven't been able to do that in you know, years. Um, so I was, yeah, I, I wanted to give you know my teammates, that organization and that city, that fan base, uh, what they were supposed to get for years before that. And, um, you know, hey, it, it ended up not working out, but I'm, I'm excited for, you know, to take that same energy and bring it to this team, this organization, this clubhouse, this base, and, uh, you know, show them that I got a lot of life left in this. And, and just to follow up, how, how do you categorize your, your um, you know, your tenure in Boston? Ups and downs, man. Life. Um, best, best days of my life were there. Worst days of my life, right? Um, but the people, it's, it's, you know, teammates, it's the front office, it's the training staff. Um, you know, everybody there, all those guys have my back. And I will, I will, I'm forever grateful for that and I'm forever indebted to them. Um, again, they made a big commitment to me and I didn't, I didn't hold up my end of the bargain and they, they were always great. They, they always treated me with respect. They always made me feel loved. They always made me feel wanted. Anything I ever wanted needed anything family ever wanted or needed uh they were there for me always through and through um you know so i appreciate that so to to categorize it any one way there's not really a word i put on it um but i'll i'll never forget the people that i met there the relationships i had in the 2018 season where we lifted up that trophy as world champions at the end of this winter could you have envisioned getting that on the table in your head at all and then just take us through the timeline of when kind of Breslow first broached it with you. Was it just this weekend or tell you something a couple weeks ago? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was, it, like I said, it definitely caught me by surprise. Um, things were quick. So, um, it was a little bit before the new year, uh, Brez reached out and, and kind of put this on the table. Um, and it, like I said, it was like, it was, it was quick. You know, I had conversations with my wife and family and stuff like that and uh yes right around the new year it was uh you know that's when we pulled the trigger on it and, 
said you live close to the uh, Pool Today Park. So how often do you find yourself, will you be able to, like, I don't know, not go there every day? What's your routine looking like going up to spring training as you're getting ready for the season? Uh, so the next few weeks before spring training starts, I'd like to get up here um, probably a couple times a week just to throw bullpens and, uh, you know, like I said, just get kind of a lay of the land where everything is and, um, you know, just be around some of these guys up here. I know they're they're going to have some guys here showing up uh, next week. So, um, you know, just kind of get immersed in, you know, what it is about this place and the people here, the culture and you know, and, and also get some really good work in as well. How far are you from the ballpark? Uh, just close enough. Just close enough. Chris, uh, you've obviously been around a number. Of, first of all, good to see you. Uh, you've obviously been around a number of uh, a number of guys at JetBlue throughout the season. Um, what What are your thoughts about where the Red Sox are as an organization, and you know, especially into twenty twenty four? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to get too far into it, but I know that they have they have a lot of good people there to, to take them where they need to go. Um, you know, with AC leading the charge, he's one of the best ever. You know, he's he's a guy. He's he's a very special person to me. Um, you know, he's been there for me when I need someone to be there for me, and um, he's a, he's a guy I have love for. Um, you know, and I've not heard nothing but great things about Breslow and, and who he is as a person, who he is as a mind. Um, and even, you know, uh, Bailey, you know, it was a short, short lived relationship that we had. Um, he seemed like a great guy and very motivated and knows, you know, what he wants to do and where he wants to go and kind of, you know, the purpose behind all that. So, um, you know, again, don't want to get too far into it, but there's a lot of good people there to, to get them where they need to go. All right. Any, any last questions for Chris? All right. Thanks so much for the time. Welcome to the club, man. Appreciate it. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.